Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. Opening up the show like we normally do just feels not genuine. I'm so excited. All right. What up, Knicks fans? So you're going to do it anyway? <laughs> I don't know how to start the show today, guys. I don't feel right doing the whole, what up, Knicks fans? I don't. Then don't. Because you know how we are. It's your show. You don't What's have up? to do it. You don't have to do it. What's up is that we suck. Barry and I both have our fucking hoods on right now. Jade has a hoodie on, but it's not on. We're, we're discussing why, why we have hoodies on right now. I think it's because we need to be comforted. Yeah. Like hugged, by, hugged by our mommies. Because this sucks! It sucks! The Knicks are sucks? The Knicks are sucks! What up, Barry motherfucking D? What's up, Craig? You're right. Sucks. And shitty, 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 shitty day to Blanderson Hooper. <laughs> Indeed it is, Craig. Indeed it is. If you want to join the live audience and be depressed with us every fucking week... Because we're never going to have to change the name of this fucking podcast, guys. Never. Just when we thought we were turning a corner, or at least I did, we're not. We're fucking spiraling out of control. That trash! I'm trying. I, uh, a couple stink. days ago. Oh, all right. A couple <laughs> days ago, I said I wasn't going to overreact, but this is fucking de- getting depressing. <laughs> Am I overreacting, Barry? Uh, I think you're where you need to be, Craig. I mean, they got blown out twice. In the last three games. And we did not see that from this team last year. I know it's a different team. Thibodeau says it all the time. Don't don't compare them to last year. But you saw a team last year that pretty much kept themselves in every game. And if you are going to get blown out, I mean, you sure as hell shouldn't be fucking doing it a couple of days after it just happened to you. And I don't care that it's on a back-to-back. I don't care that they went to sleep at it 4 o'clock matter. in the morning. It shouldn't fucking happen. Well, wherever you are listening to this show remember to leave us a five-star rating right barry that's right craig and or a positive review even in these very not positive times <laughs> or negative times and please subscribe to the one podcast that connects with its listeners in ways i never thought fucking possible guys you are not going to believe this voicemail and we're gonna we're gonna do the show like normal today maybe this is the time this is the time when knicks fans need us most to talk about weird shit along with some Nick stuff. But guys, there's a voicemail here that validates a truth that I have been telling since I was a teenage boy that Uh-oh. many, including Blandy over here, don't believe. All right, Blandy, play voicemail number one, please. Hey, boys. Uh, my name is Adam. Uh, first time calling in. Been listening for a few months. Love the show. Uh, love each and every one of you. Uh, not in like a crumb cake sort of way, but you know, purely <laughs> platonic way. Uh, I really just wanted to call in uh, for Craig. I have a gift for you. Um, this is crazy, but I will 
I can't corroborate your story, of course, but I can tell, uh, I can let uh, oh, God, the other guys know Blandy and shit. No, I don't think his name is this shit. This is but, sad. I, should, uh, I, I can name. let you know <laughs> that it is physically possible to not crap for three weeks. And here's how I know. Because in the summer of 87, and you're not going to believe this, at summer camp, I, uh, it was the first time I was at that camp. I was only there for three weeks because I got kicked out. Um, that's another story. But the place was so disgusting. It was beyond any other place that I had ever seen. And I refused. And they had no doors. It, it was a pile of shit. What? With no, uh, no doors on the, uh, the booths. And uh, I just refused. <laughs> So uh, I went three weeks without taking a shit. Um, you're welcome, Craig. Wow. Thank you. Thank you, Adam. He had no doors on the bathroom stalls at a camp that I assume somebody paid for. <laughs> and, and the way he said it, like, no doors, no doors in front of the shit. I, it sounds like they were just shitting on the ground. Like there he wasn't even a, a toilet bowl or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no doors in front of the pile of shit. That's awful. I had doors, but I still, you know, I mean, it wasn't very nice. Can can I just share a quick uh, story about no doors on the on the stalls? Barry, would you mind if Jay shared a quick story? I don't know. Let's think about it. Let's talk yeah, about hmm. it. Uh, I don't know. Here we go. I guess, Craig, I guess we should put up to a vote, right? <sighs> um, I think all right, we Craig, should put so up. You you just, wait, annoying. Barry, have you ever heard a story before? Is this your first time hearing a story? All right, I'm just telling uh, I've a story. I've heard a story before. You, you have? All, all those in favor of, you of hearing Jay's dicks. story, raise your hand. Yeah. I'll raise so, my hand. Um, it's a hard choice, but I think why not? Like so We're here, school. we're doing a fucking podcast. There we go. We're speaking into microphones. It's the whole point of doing this. I can't. To tell I just, stories. I can't yeah. take this. Go for so it, Blanderson. Maybe we, maybe we should. I didn't know if you wanted me to tell... <laughs> you wanted to get through it quick, so, you know. So anyway, all right, in middle school... There was a, a time, you know, we all went to middle school together that I had a bathroom emergency and I ran to one of the bathrooms and there was only one stall in that bathroom and it was literally, the stall though wasn't there, it was just the toilet. So when you walked into the bathroom, there were the urinals, the sinks and a toilet with nothing around it. And I had to go so bad. <laughs> Wait, what bathroom was this? I was on this the second was... floor, I think in science. And wing. you didn't know that before you went no. in there? It was just... And I and went correct in there. me if I'm wrong. I think in schools, or at least at that time, they don't have locks on the doors, so you couldn't well, even lock it. Probably no, no, no. I was in the big bathroom, like wide open, right. and I had to go so bad because it was an emergency that I sat down on the toilet, and I went to the bathroom, and anyone could have walked in at any time. Mm. And I don't know if I've ever taken a faster crap in my life. Like it was an emergency right. crap. Sure. Why was there a bathroom like that? I don't know. In middle school. Yeah, not even high school, middle school. You know what that could have done for me? Was that a bathroom for kids? Are you sure? Yes, I'm 100% positive. It was 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 a a kid's bathroom. Was it like in a special wing of the school? No, it was the regular boys' bathroom in that area. There must have been some (laughs) sort of an issue. What wing wing would it be in that there would be a purpose I don't know, a wing where people are in like wheelchairs or something (laughs) and they need bathrooms Those people need something to hold on to and pull themselves up. Those people need a stall. Yeah, but they can't fit into a door. Maybe they just need help so they don't even put a... That's weird. Mm. I, I, don't, I know it's weird. It wasn't supposed to be like that, but it was. Hmm. Just wanted to share. 
Sorry. Anyway. And how far away were you from the door? Like oh, far. So if someone walked in, you couldn't slam it shut. Oh, I had no, there was nothing I could have done. Uh-uh. Nothing. Did you try to lock the door in unconventional ways? Like No, there's no way to lock. There's nothing you could have done. There's nothing you could put behind the door. So you were to willing to sack, you were willing to put on at risk. That's how entire, bad I had to go. Your entire future at school because if someone walked in. I know. You, well, the you alternative was I would have shit years. my pants. Well, they probably would have walked right out. I mean, if yeah. you walk in on somebody and they're sitting on a toilet, they're all exposed. You know, you guys make eye contact for half a second. You're just turning around, walking the fuck out. That's Do you right. remember that guy? Do you remember when we went to that Nick game? The guy on the we got to get started with the show, but the, <laughs> after the Nick game on the train, the guy, the guys who walked in on the guy peeing. Yeah, <laughs> Jay, we never told you the story. We got to tell you the story at some point. I don't know if we should tell it right now. <laughs> but we, it was the most incredible experience of I'd these like two hear. drunk guys who walked in on another drunk guy peeing. And then they were w- talking so much shit after they walked in on the guy because they were like, who the fuck th- goes and takes a piss and doesn't lock the fucking door? And right. they were talking so much shit. So they would right say there. something like that. The guy would come out of the door and he's like, what did you just say? And they're like, we didn't say anything. No, I think you said something. They're like, no, we didn't say anything. And he's like, okay, then I'm going to go back in. They're like, oh, come on. So he goes back in. He's like, this fucking guy. I can't believe he, he's still... Not letting us in there. Then he comes back out. He's like, "What'd you say this time?" He's like, "I don't think I'm going to come out. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to stay in here." And these other two guys and are wasted, back and, and they forth. need to piss so bad. They need to pee so bad. And this guy just keeps every time they say something, he comes out, goes back in. <laughs> this happened like <laughs> at least five times, or they would say shit about him loud enough so he can hear it, and then deny it when he would walk out. <laughs> And they were all equally fucking shit faced. And then they had a whole. They were. Look, I'll just say this to cut it short. After about twenty five minutes of this, and I'm not. We're not even. I'm not even joking, Jay. Right. They were about all each like one, hug- either trying they, to convince the other that they're not an asshole. Yeah, they were all like hugging. Yeah, it ended in a hug. Drunk. And people. then, but then they started talking about they should fuck fight each other just for the sake of it. Right. To see right. who would win. <laughs> <sighs> Then they hugged again. I, I don't even remember if... All right, whatever. Let's get on with the show. Okay, First, if you're looking to place a bet, head on over to betonline.ag. Barry, have you placed any bets recently? I thought you were betting on every Nick game. Yeah, how's yeah, that going? I, I was, and I, lo- and I lost the, 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 the Chicago lost game. all this fucking money. <laughs> so you're you're down now if you're betting on every Nick game. Yeah, that Chicago game, I think it was only... It was like a two-point spread, and they lost by four. So I lost that shit. Well, if you want to lose all your money, head on over to the new updated <laughs> desktop pathetic, or mobile website ad to read. sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50 to receive your bonus, B-L-E-A-V-50, to get your bonus. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. What a fucking stretch here for the Knicks. Losers of four of five games. Tinkering Tom, I'm going to call him. Tinkering Tom Thibodeau continues tinkering with the lineup, but nothing is fucking working. No. He pulled Kemba, you know, uh, I don't know, like, what, five games ago now? Then he, then before the Spurs game, he pulled Mitch out of the starting lineup, put him on the bench, brought in Noel. Yeah, we beat the Spurs. RJ blew up for 32 points, seven for eight from three. Mitch, coming off the bench, played with more energy than we've seen him all fucking season. Everything he was doing had energy. He could be walking to the bench, he had energy. I haven't seen him like that all year. Finished with 11 points, 14 boards, three blocks, two steals. Best game of his season off the bench. And then we follow that up with an absolute fucking dud in Indianapolis. Losing by 20 points to the fucking Pacers. The lone highlight 
of that game. A fucking slam dunk contest like dunk by Obi Toppin. That I have to be honest, it was ridiculous, but I was a little embarrassed by it. What are you talking about? I'm I'm fucking embarrassed that at that amidst, at that point it was that made it like it a five point game. It was thirty seven to forty two to five. Yeah, and you thought, wow, it okay, yeah, maybe that's going to. We've been playing by like such shit over the past like bunch of games that I wasn't. It wasn't just the dunk; it was the pose after the dunk, and then all the young guys on the team. If you notice, not really any vets except for maybe Kemba. It was all the young guys fucking all over him. I was a little embarrassed by the celebration there. Not the dunk, but the, that's like celebration. Down five in Indianapolis after we've been just not playing well over the stretch of games. You, you, that didn't hit you in a weird no, way? Th- what, what hit me was how I was just happy that he didn't blow the dunk because Thibodeau would have been fucking pissed. <laughs> if he would have tried to show off and showboat yes. like that and then miss it. Because the, t- the guys have been missing dunks, you know, over the past week. You know, easy, you know, layups or dunks, they've been missing. So for him to actually go and and attempt that, you're right, was was pretty impressive. He didn't take the safe route out, but but he made it. So yeah, I would I was fucking jumping for joy also. I was fucking yelling. Yeah, it was exciting. Yeah. Uh Randall, zero points in the second half. Right? Only took that four right? shots. Mitch followed up his best game of the season, his most energetic game of the season, with four points and two rebounds. RJ Barrett. Uh, maybe this is one of the low and bright spots. I don't know. 19 <laughs> points, three of five from three. But he finished a team high negative 25. Barry, how you feeling after this Indianapolis game? How you feeling after this recent stretch? You Look, got your hood it, on. It sucks, but I'll tell you what it is. And maybe we were kidding ourselves before, or we maybe just never said it out loud. But let's face it. This is an average basketball team that we have here. And when you have an average team, you're going to get blowouts from time to time. It happens. On any given night, a team just isn't going to show up. And you're going to get beat bad. And and that's what we have. I'm sorry. This season, it's going to be like this the whole time unless some type of move is made where you're going to try to change the chemistry on this team somehow. And it's not going to be with tinkering with the guys you have. It's going to be unloading a couple of pieces and adding a couple of pieces. No, you're right. We've got a few young guys that I know we're all excited about, but they don't get a bulk of the minutes here. A bulk of our minutes are going to... Alec Burks, dare, Craig. Dare I say average veterans, average Craig, vets. Alec Burks, as good as he is, and he is good. He's good on both sides of the ball. He comes up clutch when we need him to. He's a good player. He shouldn't be getting Tib minutes. And that's what he's been getting. The only reason he didn't have him against Indiana is because everybody got pulled with five minutes to go. He's been getting close to 40 minutes a game over the past five games. I mean, it's he he should not be playing that much. You know, I mean, I know that Noel was out tonight, but Taj Gibson was our starting center. I'm fine Taj with that, Gibson. though, Craig. And no, a lot of people on. aren't. I'm fine with that. I saw somebody said this. Why is he starting? Sims should be starting. I'm fine with Taj. And I thought Taj played good D for the bulk of it um, in the first half when he was in. They're just not very good at all. They're right not. Now. They're not. I mean, they're I got a question for you. First of all, I want to talk about this. Can Tom tinker anymore? Is he going to do any more tinkering? Will he ever do anything drastic here? Yeah, he's going to have to. You know why? Because what is Thibodeau known for? Besides, you know, sometimes running players into the ground, playing them so much. 
He's known for his, his defensive prowess, right? And his defensive coaching ability. And this team fucking sucks on defense. Yeah, and they do. The most glaring spot is Evan Fournier. He's so goddamn bad, especially off the ball. And we knew this coming into the season when we signed the guy, but we figured, well, what he's going to give you on offense, it'll, it'll make up for what he does on defense. But he's so goddamn inconsistent on offense that it's a lose-lose. And if there's going to be a move and your staple is supposed to be your defense, then for me, it's an easy decision. That's going to be your next move is moving him to the bench. I'm not saying take him out of the rotation like he did Kemba, but maybe limit his minutes. And, and, and instead of getting yourself in a hole – because you have so many defensive holes, he's the hole that you fill by sitting his ass on the bench and getting somebody in there, whether it's Quentin Grimes, who we know at least can it's gonna be a step up from Fournier. Well you can put Burks something. at you can put Burks in Fournier's spot and actually start a fucking point guard. You know, we yeah. have Emmanuel Quickly and Derek Rose. Just yeah. fucking pick one of them. Absolutely. Start and quickly, one of them I, you know, alongside Burks. Yeah, and Quickly's defense has been great this year. I mean, honestly, I know that Derek Rose is comfortable coming off the bench. And everyone likes him coming off the bench. But he's far and away the best option we have at point guard. So when do we just stop this bullshit of he needs to come off the bench? He plays so well off the bench. We're starting Alec Burks at point guard. None of this is his fault. But, but why are we not starting a point guard? Are we ever going Fournier to have... starting? Are we ever going to have a point guard? Ever? Like, it's becoming like Jets quarterback. It's like you can't... We cannot find one. You, they, we cannot find somebody... To play the point, like proficiently, to start to we, be the well, starting point. We never point guard. make it a fucking priority, and I don't know why. We could have gone after Alonzo Ball, it's, it's and is a- he the be all end all? No, but he's much better than anything else we have. He would at least be cemented as your starting point guard. We, for some reason, we never fucking make it a priority. We never draft anyone. No matter how many draft picks we have, we never fucking draft one. We never sign anybody. It is never a priority. And for clarity, you know, we did sign Deuce McBride, but I guess what you're saying is, yeah, he wasn't a top prospect. Deuce McBride? And we knew he wasn't going to see any time. I'm just saying. Did we sign him? We drafted him. Drafted. I say sign? You drafted McBride. Okay, yeah. Some second round fucking point guard that's never going to play. First round. Was he drafted in the first round? What did we have? We had Grimes was 25? No, they Deuce. move around so much in that fucking draft. I know. I don't remember if this was like low 30s matter? or high 20s. But either way, it doesn't right. matter. he's not somebody that's going to see any time this season. It's not like they missed out on some great point guard in the draft. We had such a shitty draft pick. Right. But let me ask you a question. Last year, we, we've always said like we were a 500 team, but we went on that one nine-game winning streak, making us appear like a much better team than maybe we were. You this finished year, 16 heading, and 5 in your last 21 games. Yeah. This year... You know, that could happen again. I mean, we're, it, it doesn't feel like that's going to happen again, but I don't think it felt like that last year. No. But, but like, if, if we're just running out a 500 basketball team for a couple seasons and we're playing the vets and our young guys are getting very few minutes and not really developing that much because they barely get playing time under Tibbs, what's the point of being a 500 basketball team and not playing? the the guys that you think might be the future the only one they play that might be is rj who's maybe more inconsistent than any of them but obi's gets limited minutes we know every fan under the sun wants obi to get more minutes emmanuel quickly you know i think everyone wants to see him play as much as possible but but we you know we get give so many minutes to fournier burks is this worth it don't we want to play veterans and these kind of players if we're 
like fighting for a, I don't know, like we were last year, fighting for one of the top seeds in the East. We're a 41 or 42 win team. That's what we are. Yeah, which is the same as last year, in my opinion. I think people got a little bent out of shape after the first game. I don't know. I mean, I was not expecting 50 wins from this team. It's an okay team. Realistically, we were all expecting like, what, 45 wins, 44 wins. I think we viewed last year basically as a 500 team, even though we weren't, but a little drop off from last year, I guess, right? But you look at this team play and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of talent there. We are getting blown out. Four, lost four of the last five, five of the last seven. Like Barry said, this was our second blowout in three games. They started the it year was five our second, and one. Second game since Thanksgiving, we were blown out by 20 plus points. And this back-to-back against the Spurs and Pacers, I know it's a back-to-back, but th- we should beat both of those teams. We gave up 70. They gave up 70 points to Indiana in the first half. And what's this shit? Fouling all the fucking time. They got, they got uh, the Pacers in the bonus halfway through the quarter twice. Pacers were what, it's 10 horrendous. and 16 coming into tonight, I think? Right? Their record's a little misleading only because they had so many close games, at least the first half of the um of this season of games that they played so far, where they had a lot of close games with some decent teams that they ended up losing. But yeah, still, I mean, the the Knicks should be a better team than the Pacers, any way you look at it. Should they though? I think so. I mean, I, well, I know the they Pacers got have Sabonis Karis and Miles Levert, Turner and Brogdon and, yeah, and right. I mean, should we be better than them? Obviously, you know. It's looking like we're not. What we, We've lost two out of three to them now already. Our offense is struggling. Our defense is struggling. We've given up 120 plus points the past two games. Should a Thibodeau team be doing that? No. We're starting Burks, who's a good defensive player. Taj, who's a good defensive player. RJ, we know, gives effort defensively. Randall's capable Ra- of being, yet we haven't seen capable. it this season. I mean, I've seen some really damning clips of him. I'm sure you yeah, have did too. You, oh, did yeah. you see that it's- one the other day where he just... I can't remember who posted it where he was on offense and just standing around and then kind of just jogged back down on D and then somebody ran into the lane and, and jammed it. And he just basically stood there the whole time. Did you see that clip? Yeah. And that's it what's so a, frustrating because you can understand- Horrible look. You know, you can understand and wrap your head around somebody maybe losing their shot. You know, they had a, a one season where maybe a particular statistic jumped off the page um, and they were just, you know, hitting from three really good one year. But- your defensive capability and your effort isn't something that should waver. You should be able to put forth that effort, you know, especially if you're the so-called leader of the team. And you know, it was interesting that the Pacers before this game, or really the past couple of days, you've been hearing reports that they're looking to rebuild. Yeah. Trade maybe Miles Turner, Karis Levert, Sabonis. And I look at them and I'm like, oh, they got some good young players over there. <laughs> you know, <laughs> At what point do the Knicks say, "Why are we're going to rebuild? What do we have that's so fucking fabulous right now? When do we say, let's trade Julius for, for something? Let's trade Fournier if you can get anything for him. Let's just go all young. Well, Is Fournier, that never going to happen under Thibodeau and Leon? That's Fournier what's so frustrating. can't be moved to the 15th. I know that. The 15th, I think, is the first day that you could trade people that you signed in the offseason. Not that anything yeah. is impending, but... I just feel like Leon and his front office and Thibodeau, the way it's set up, they're not doing that. It's starting to get a little nervous here for me about what we're going to do to get some fucking Damian Lillard-like star, what we're going to give up for marginal think, improvement for this team. I think that they believe that 
they don't necessarily have to swing for the fences. I think if I think that they believe this is Thibodeau and the front office that if they can get the right mix of guys in here and look, Kemba wasn't a guy that they sought out. That was basically a guy that fell into their lap. The option was there to get him on the cheap and they and they and they signed him. Um he wasn't in their plans to do it. Yeah, and, Kemba wasn't Kemba wasn't a miss. It was a he's there, we need someone, let's try it out. Right, exactly. And what happened with this team last year is everybody just fit together and it just worked. And again, obviously Fournier isn't fitting that. I think the front office is going to do something. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be signing a top 20 player from the league. It's got to be somebody that's going to fit what Thibodeau wants to do and what this team needs and get back to where they were, at least on the defensive side of the ball. You know, even if you if you don't play Kemba the rest of the season, whether you move him or not, and you deal away Fournier, you'll still have enough offensive weapons as long as you hold it down on defense. And you get back to only giving up close to 100 points a game instead of 120 points. Yeah, but so what does that do for you? Let's say they do find someone to add to the team that that suddenly makes it a team again, a team. And what? They do it what they did you last comp- year. They they get into the playoffs with the sixth or fifth seed. They get losing the first round, and then we do the whole thing la- next year over again. We get back to the playoffs with a competitive team, and now you've got some young guys in your roster that have been there before, guys that are still developing, like your Barretts, like your Quickleys, like Obi Toppin, if he gets to see more minutes on the floor. So I think that there's something to that. You know, it's obviously being at 500 is the last place you want to be. You don't want to be on the outside of the playoffs looking in and yet not a lottery team, you know, or, or not have good odds, you know, for a pick. You know, it's purgatory. We, we know we don't want to be there. But if we could just get on top of that 500, whatever it is you got to do, because we already talked about the last couple of weeks about the assets that we have on this team and not just the assets, trade assets, but guys that can develop that you drafted. Do we have a lot of assets? What assets do we have? I don't have? know if we have a lot, but we have some. I mean, quickly's OB an asset. And quickly, uh, Toppin's an asset. Obi and quickly for sure. Toppin is a great asset. asset. Yeah, I don't want you want. I would never want to lose those assets. We don't have assets. I would want to lose or deal. We don't right. have enough. Then you look at the We're other side. Get rid of the, all of them. Yeah. Then they can help your team win. You if know? you fucking play, then right. Lightbox. Say mm. goodbye to dull gifts. Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year. Jay hates this ad. Jewelry, Using cutting-edge technology and innovative techniques, they've cracked the science of sparkle. They create the highest quality lab-grown diamonds you can find at a light price, $800 a carat. They have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Mm. Light, light box lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they won't have to. They really do make an out, any outfit sparkle. Visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com, lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Jay, let's hear some voicemails. Okay. All right, here we go. Let's find out how the world, how, how Knicks fans across the world are doing right now and why they're calling us. Yo, what up, guys? Your boy DJ here. Um, a few hours after the Boots game, I had some thoughts for you. So, first of all, I mean, this comeback was great. Down 21 in the first half. But, I mean, 18 fucking turnovers. 
come on. This is so bullshit. You cannot win games when you have 18 turnovers. <laughs> and another thing, I mean, we love Mitch. Okay? And defensively, in some parts of the game, he does a really nice job with blocks and and in the paint. But how many points did Vucic scored against us? He's so damn lame coming out to the closeouts, Mitch. That's a bad situation for us. We have so many bigs out there who can stretch the floor and shooting threes. And Mitch comes, comes it out to the closeout. And that sucks. That really sucks. I, I hate that. Another thing, the fishing crew, officiating crew, this night, fucked up again. After the Nets game. They fucked up again. I counted at least seven or eight really, really bad courts or non-courts against us. I mean, that's a mess. Okay. Hope we have a win against uh, the Nuggets tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. It's a hard next life. Hard next life. Peace. You he know, did I not really sound did. happy. No, no. Not, that was a different tone of DJ. You hear the yeah, frustration I, in his voice, and it's because he cares. During his call, yeah, I was thinking about like Taj and Noel and Sims and Mitch. I do not like that every one of our centers is like the same, pretty much. You know, they, there's not one that is, he was talking about like stretch fives who can shoot the three and have That's some our, offensive guys. game. We have four centers on this team, and they're Taj is a little different, but Noel, Sims, and Mitch are like the same fucking player. Well, that's there's why no there's been all this, this buzz about there. Miles Turner. You know, of he's course. a stretch five that yeah. is one of the best shot blockers in the league. So you're not giving that rim protection up and you're adding such a vital piece to your offense. Yeah, like you just do not get anything offensively from those guys. No, nothing at all. And, and nothing outside of like two feet from the rim. I don't understand the point of having four of the exact same player. Well, Jericho Sims scored tonight. Yeah. Of course, I don't know. And supposedly, basket, supposedly hey. what DJ said about the closeouts on Mitch is part of the reason why he was sent to the bench is because he was not closing out on those three-point shooters. Remember, that was like his bread and butter? Yeah. Blocking three-point shooters? Yep. And he hasn't done it once this season, I don't think. Contract year for Mitch, right? Yep. It's not going well. No. Hi, Barry, Craig, Jay. This is uh, Chris from the UK. Uh if it sounds like I'm doing something dodgy, I'm actually on a do dog walk with uh, my asshole dogs. Oh, uh, just thought I'd call in after the Nuggets lost, which was incredibly frustrating. I'm sure Derek in Scotland can, can attest to this as well. It's really annoying when the Knicks literally play in the middle of the night. And like with me, I've got a two-year-old and a newborn. And like you never get to watch them live. And then they actually play at a time where you can actually watch a matinee game. And they are absolute dog shit. It's really fucking annoying. Anyway, love the pod. It's a hard mixed life. Next time in America, I'm definitely going to get some crumb cakes because they sound amazing. Um, even if they don't explode in my mouth. Anyway, have a good one. Bye. <laughs> yeah, that's really got to suck for our international, you know, listeners. Yeah. Imagine that. You finally get to watch a game like live and that's the shit that you have to watch. I don't know how they do it. Like you guys know that I'm, I watch the games a lot of the time after they happen. 
So a lot of time I know what happened in the game and now I'm watching it. Yeah, and by and the way, so that's fucking depressing. That's probably why that OB dunk wasn't as exciting for you because you knew probably like what the score was at that point of the game where the Knicks oh, got yeah, blown out. Oh yeah, I saw out. the highlight of the dunk before I even saw the dunk. Yeah. For us, it was close enough. They just made that was like actually capping a little bit of run that the Knicks had, putting them you know within five. So that's why it was so exciting when you saw that particular yeah, I hear dunk that. live. You know, imagine though doing that every na- every day with Knicks games. Like that'd be horrible. Being abroad, yeah. And every every morning you're watching the game after you know what happened, and it's yeah, yeah. just misery after misery. What's up next, Jay? Here we go. Yo, DJ, once again, I'm hearing your latest episode, eating my breakfast, and you're talking about shits. <laughs> don't do this again. Please don't do this again. DJ is just having an awful fucking week. <laughs> I guess he's going to be disappointed with the beginning of this one. <laughs> I know. when you. I knew that voicemail came in. I was like, oh, no, we're talking about shit again. <laughs> Here we go. Podcast. All right, next one. It's a hard next life for us. It's a hard next life for us. It's so hard to watch. Gives me a pain in my crotch. It's a hard next life. This That was depressing. Was that DB? I don't know. I didn't have the energy to match. Are those the, the words to the actual song in Annie? Is that how it goes? I don't think they talk no? about crotches. No. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. A medley. Knicks and Bulls game. Oh, jeez. Rest suck. Knicks <laughs> just tied the game with the Bulls. Hopefully, we can win this one. Well, we lost to the Bulls, but I sure would have liked to have seen this game with the with more of our players. Dang it. Knicks win! Woo! I'm down. I'm really down. I can't. How can you laugh when you know I'm down? How can you laugh when you know I'm down? (sighs) Wow. Does that not just sum up? You can't beat Ralph. The way every Nick fan's feeling right now. What song was that, Blandy? I don't know. How can you laugh when I'm down? Don't know. No barking from Ralph. This <laughs> no. What is there to bark about? Is there anything to bark about? There's nothing to bark about. Y'all hear that music? It's time for the news with the blandest of them all, Blanderson Hooper. And this segment is brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the crumb cake game. Who's doing our crumb cake ads? Barry, do you still have that crumb cake today? I don't have the crumb cake. It's done. It's finished. But I'd love to uh, do the ad, Craig. Do you? No, come on. What, are you going to take this away from Blandy forever? Give him another shot. No, I'm ready to go. No, let's give him another shot. Blandy, don't you want back on the saddle? Listen, I... Is this? Do I want him to take it? No, but if if he thinks that he could do a better job with it, then he can he can try that. Does he even know what the crumb cake of the month is? Of course, I know what the crumb cake. Of the month oh yeah, is. are you looking yeah. it up now? No, no. Does he you need know? to look it up to know what the crumb cake of December is? And it doesn't Blandy. matter. 
what the crumb cake of the month is because every crumb cake from Clarkson Avenue crumb is delicious. They're armed with their family recipe oh, and they're prepared to provide you with the most delectable <laughs> crumb cakes around. With a, hmm. wide, a wide variety of options, there's something that everyone will enjoy. Their crumb cake delivery game is strong. Don't believe me? Order and see for yourself. That's right. Go to ClarksonAvenueCrumb.com and enter promo code HARDNICKSLIFE at checkout to receive 23% off your order. Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company. Changing the crumb cake game. That's okay. Barry did it. He didn't even, I didn't have to read the end or cut him off like I usually have to do with you. And not one false promise of crumb cakes exploding in people's mouths. <laughs> Just the truth. <laughs> all right, are we ready? Here we go. All right, Barry, are you ready? Barry, are you ready? So, all right, I'm just going to tell you at this point. So, um, a quick injury report. I don't know if either of you saw CJ McCollum has a collapsed lung. He's going to be out for a while. Um, you know, obviously that's not good for the Blazers, especially when you consider there's all that all those rumors swirling around now about Ben Simmons and, and Dame Lillard asking for a trade. Um, John Morant, who was out anyway with a, a knee injury, is in health and safety protocols now on top of uh, that. And speaking of health and uh, safety protocols, according to a memo obtained by Adrian Wojnarowski, any unvaccinated NBA player with a temporary visa status who leaves the country will be unable to re-enter the United States. So that means if they go to play Toronto they and they're not vaccinated, they will not be allowed back into the United States. And if any unvaccinated player leaves the country during All-Star weekend, he, or she, uh, he will not be allowed back into the United States. If they're not vaccinated. Yeah. If they leave, they will not be allowed back in. I thought you can't play against Toronto if you're not vaccinated. You're not anyway. allowed to play. I don't know if that means you can't go in, get into Canada in the first place. So why but, would they go? So they just won't go at all. Well, like I said, though, for for NBA All Star Weekend, if you leave the country, you will not be allowed back in. So I guess that means for any foreign born players, they're going if they're not vaccinated. But but again, like 97 percent of the league is vaccinated at this point, so it really right. isn't going to affect all that many people. Um. You know, Craig, you mentioned before the 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 news about the the Pacers pro- uh, possibly looking to start all over and willing to deal Sabonis, uh, Turner, Levert. You still got the Ben Simmons thing going on. You've got Lillard. Although Lillard came out the other day and said that he is not looking for a trade. He has not asked for a trade. He wants to fix things in uh, Portland. I saw a thing today that Tim McMahon of ESPN is claiming that according to his sources, Zion Williamson is up to 330 pounds. And that's a lot? Is that a lot? Have either of you seen the picture of him at the... Oh, shoot. Where was it? Um, Barry, have you seen the picture? Earlier, I'm asking you. It's He's... He, <laughs> no, he looks, I haven't. In the I red sweatsuit you, you're talking about? Yes. Can you that put it up? Game. Can you put yes. it up? Can yeah, hold on. Up? Let me see if I could bring it up here. Oh, I have it because I tweeted it today. I felt so bad too about my tweet. It's like, felt like I was fat shaming. And I was like, maybe I shouldn't tweet this. Craig, I put Please. the link in the in the chat there. Oh, you he looks enormous. Have, you know, it's it's funny because even in the Mountain Dew commercial, that Mountain Dew commercial <laughs> he's in with Zach Levine. Oh, wow. He looks humongous. He looks huge. 
And in that suit, that tracksuit, he looks enormous. I mean, this is a guy with bad feet. Like this, that is not that does not bode well. We all you know, knew RJ that was going to happen when he came well. out of college. Everyone knew his body like was going to explode. You can't. I mean, he can't hold. Well, up look, like we that. knew the way he the, the type of player that he is and and his body type. Yes, that it was going to be a lot of strain on him, and that you know he could be extra prone to injury. But nobody knew that he was going to pack on pounds. He's ballooned. Yeah, well, I mean, I I think a lot. I mean, maybe not like this, but. You come out of college looking like that. Most people come out of college like looking like boys. And he came out of college like overweight. It's only going to get fucking worse. Oh, yeah. I, I I mean, and, you know, how's he coming back on, on from a foot injury when, when he's carrying around all that weight? No, I mean, he's never going to pan out to be what people thought he would because of the injuries and the weight. Probably not. So we probably dodged a bullet with that, you know? I don't know if we dodged a bullet, to be honest, anymore. Hmm. I might still Oof. want to take my chances with Zion. <laughs> Oof. Come on, RJ had one good game, but he but he's Barry, were you that excited about that game? Right, but how I know long you, is I Zion you to third? Yes. Come on. The the fact that he he went seven free from three, I was very happy for him. And what that he could do for your psyche. He was seven free from three. That's why he had so many points. I mean, come on. He just hit his shot. Exactly. Shots. But the fact that his three ball wasn't falling all season and that he went seven for eight, that's no, encouraging. Come on. He can't play five great games and then play 20 shitty ones and then play five good ones and 20 shitty ones. Can he that play 20 not, shitty games not, and then six? Well, can he play 20 shitty games and then 60 good ones? Would you take that? Because maybe that's yeah. what's on the horizon. I doubt it. I really fucking doubt it. We didn't draft him to be to we drafted him to be a potential all-star. Well, go ahead. Day. Keep saying all this shit because it, on this podcast, whenever you talk bad about a player and you're ready to fucking throw him to the curb, he ends up he being ends up terrific. turning it around. All right. So go ahead. Hey, I hope I'm wrong about every single player that, that we all know RJ's been struggling. I'm just saying I'm not going to fucking overreact because he had one good game. He did say that he hasn't been feeling well for like a while, for like the past month or so. I don't know if he's just trying to make excuses or what. He was hurling during the Nets game back in the locker room and then trying to come back out and play. Who doesn't feel well for a month? I, I don't know. That to me was, that's, that's why I doesn't understand. feel well for a month? When the fuck was the last time you were sick for a month? And didn't have COVID. I know. Uh, and last story, really quick. Uh, Jalen Rose and his uh, wife Molly Karam, also from ESPN, they announced that they are they're getting a divorce. Yeah, who the well, fuck gives a shit? Yeah, Is that really well, in the news? Because they're both yeah, because they're they they both do a lot of ES uh, coverage, uh, NBA coverage on ESPN. He's an ex NBA player. What's her name? I don't even know that people. She is. A lot of people think she's hot. I, I don't necessarily agree, but. Just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, that's the way the basketball bounces. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's thehardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife, Barry at Barry Dork, and Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can call us at 516 mesh one Remember, leave us some five-star ratings and positive reviews on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, wherever the fuck you listen. Head on over to patreon.com backslash hardnextlife. And Blandy, what's the upcoming schedule? Well, for the rest of this week, we just have Friday night uh, at Toronto. And then Sunday, we have an afternoon game with the Bucks. That's that's the next couple of days. What's going to be our record over those two games? One and one? 
I mean, at this point, can we even oh, beat Toronto? We, we, didn't they blow us out the last time we played them? Right, that game at the Garden? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, things are things are not looking things are not looking good. And then Golden State after that? Oof. So you're looking at 12 and 16 by early next week. Golden State we should beat cuz we beat the Spurs and the Spurs beat Golden State. Yeah, so yeah, that'll easy. That that's an sense. easy W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's We right? may not that's win another game until until the Rockets, which would be like the end of next week. Mm. When's the trade deadline? February. So real quick, um, my son, Trey, 11 years yeah. old, super polite, mature, all this this stuff, but he's a little guy. He's like the smallest kid in his grade. Um, he, you know, he plays video games downstairs in the basement. And usually when he plays, he plays with his friends. So like they're on like a, a Zoom call or FaceTime with a bunch of people. So my wife happened to be downstairs. He didn't, he didn't know she was downstairs. Uh-oh. And he comes walking down the stairs on the phone. And my wife hears him go, hears him go to his friends. What up, motherfuckers? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then he sees that my wife is down there. And they lock eyes. And it's just like. <gasps> and my wife is telling me the story. She was laughing. Because we've told him before. He said, look. We never want to hear you curse. We've never heard him curse before. We said, we don't want to hear you curse. You shouldn't curse in front of teachers, adults, anything like that. But the way you Jesus. talk to your friends, you can talk to your friends however you want to talk, you know, to your friends. What the but, hell? Uh, that was the first time. He was opening up his conversation with his friends like we open up the show here. Very. <laughs> yeah, much. He I wonder where he gets inspired by the from. show? Did he hear this? Maybe. I mean, uh, what Jesus, motherfuckers? <laughs> yeah. My innocent little trip. I don't, I mean, I... <laughs> I don't know what I would do if one of my kids said that. Oh, come on. I'd be so proud. No, like I said, no. we're fine. What? As long as he no. doesn't as long as he doesn't curse in front of no. uh, his parents, it's fine. He Get out of here. It sounds like such way. a cool kid if he's doing that already. Come on. Jesus Christ. Wow. I-, I can't wait till he's like, what up, motherfucking daddy? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he wouldn't, though. That's the whole thing. He knows. Dad motherfucking D. <laughs> daddy motherfucking D. All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard Knicks life. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.